Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Megan Patterson and Aaron Jensen. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan story series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, national National trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen. We are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit, while making you laugh along the way. Welcome to Through Thick and Skin Podcast. My name is Megan Patterson. And I'm Erin Jensen. And we are here with another episode. We are on actually episode number 14. Yes, and we are still in your lovely living room. That's right. I think we need to make this a permanent uh, place of recording. It, we could make it work. I, I think my my quaint little uh, humble apartment is big enough to fit craft services in the back and have good lighting, have a makeup artist. You know, once we get the YouTube back, once we get our full blown production team back, I kind of don't mind not recording because uh, I can look busted and don't care. No, at all. you look great. You're Thanks. used to photo shoots and and hair and makeup and stuff. Me, I just own four outfits so I just rotate those outfits <laughs> and then you change your glasses to exactly, match your exactly exactly <laughs> I have a new pair of glasses coming in from Spain I'm so excited I can't ha, wait who's for them. your well I know you won't tell but who's your sunglass dealer how do you find these sunglasses I have, or glasses so I most of them are vintage um and I get them on trips usually so mm -hmm. when I travel I like to buy a specific gift for myself so for instance, when I was in Berlin, I bought this really amazing print. When I was in Iceland, I bought this other amazing print. When I was in Barcelona, I bought a few pair of glasses, etc. But um, I have a dealer here local in Los Angeles. His name is Bobby Valentine, and that's his real name. He's like a third-generation optician, and he has a huge collection of dead stock vintage. He's appointment only. Like He doesn't have a storefront. You have to hit him up after hours. So when I had to go to Fashion Week uh, in New York a few years ago, he did this like 9 p.m. Like I felt like a rock star. Wow. I felt like Rihanna or something because he like opened up his shop for me. Appointment only. So, you know, it's really just a matter of like checking vintage, you know, like vintage stores. And and what I love is like if you like vintage sunglasses, find an optician to pop the lenses out and get some cool tinted lenses mm -hmm. or gradient lenses. That's the key is if you like sunglasses, turn them into eyeglasses. Just take them to an optician. You get but you get your vintage stuff from him and he redoes your stuff yeah. for you, too. He's a, he's a one stop shop. For wow. Me. Yeah. And he tints them. He has really creatively he's he's dripping with style and so like does he have social media people could find him on vintage or? by valentine oh very cool vintage by valentine i know he'll do some like you know nba week or whatever that is all-star week of a couple of basketball stars will hit him up and mm -hmm. i think he's done some styling for video shoots and stuff but he's a very humble guy very quiet dude so you know just tell him that megan what do those vintage sunglasses run like hundred dollars five hundred dollars around 200 200 oh, and up bad. you know um and when you think about it you could wear i wear glasses every day mm -hmm. so i have no problem in dropping a couple hundred you know just like i would drop a couple hundred on a pair of jeans because i wear those all the time yeah you know it's your statement piece for absolutely sure. absolutely i mean i've gotten to the point where my eyeballs almost reject contacts you do your eyeballs do reject I contacts. I have such <laughs> shitty luck with contacts, I swear. So I'm okay with it though. Like Aaron has had LASIK, my twin brother has had LASIK and they it like changed their lives. But for me, I like glasses. Yeah. They look so, cute on you. Thank you. Yeah, LASIK changed my life. 
Uh, go to Dr. Schneider in Corona. He did a great job. Um, so if you're looking for someone. He's so sweet, too. His social media is great. He is so cute. I mean, how do you have social media for eye surgery? You do. He takes he a cute does. little picture with his uh, his patients that says that little sign says 2020 on it. It's, <laughs> it's really so cute. He's really sweet, too. Really nice guy. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to with this post. That's true. Well, you he know? does. Um, he does not just LASIK, not just cosmetics or uh, elective surgeries, but he does cataract surgeries and things like that. So oh. he's probably still operating on a necessary basis, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But speaking of that, that kind of like brings us into our topic. Uh, today, we are here to talk about our l- plans for life after COVID. We are still living in the midst of stay at home, stay safer at home in the LA County. Um, and we just want to talk about what we're doing to plan for business reopening, what we're doing to put the steps in motion for when we do open, what maybe we plan for our lives when we reopen, kind of all those things. Yeah, it's been really fascinating to read some, you know, I don't read too much on the internet. I, I really just stick to memes and, you know, mixes and things like that. I don't get too heavy. I don't get too deep. But what was interesting, I saw an article about how high school is going to change post-COVID, how it might turn into like kids going to school every other day mm-hmm. or kids having like a trade internship on one day which makes sense because one of our clients back in the day when we first opened the treatment and I was doing everything except injecting we had one client who was a principal at a local high school and she would like sit in the lobby and kick it and have a coffee with me and she was like Megan it's fascinating now how things are going back to like the 70s and the 80s when you had home ec when you had wood, wood shop when you had whatever class you had a trade class because Kids are coming out of high school not knowing how to change a fucking tire. Mm-hmm. It's so true. You or, know? Yeah. Or they don't know. Look what, at their bank account. No. Or if your your power, you know, your your power goes out at your crib. What's a breaker? Yeah. They're like, I don't know what to do. How do I Google it? You know, Google it. I call my mom where it's like, no, go to like the, the your basement or your yeah. garage and, and flip the breakers and stuff like that. So she's like, we. she said that at her high school, they were going back to trades. I think that's a great idea because not everyone needs a calm degree that you just spent a hundred grand on at a college Ooh, girl all those communication major girls are gonna be like <laughs> um excuse me but i'm oh, you know i'm not saying anything bad about it but yeah. it's difficult to get a job and you spent all this money on this education so no i think trades are great i mean some electricians make one hundred fifty thousand dollars or more no i actually like a ton of money i like put into the universe i want like a plumber boyfriend they make so much money they do and they're handy and they're nice, you know, like plumbers deal with like stinky shit and they're still nice. Like, so if there are any electrician, contractor, plumbers, uh, welders out there. And those guys are usually tall, too. No, you, you can. No, I'm taller than 70 percent of men on this planet. OK, <laughs> so if you are, uh, you know, Latino six to a contractor, hit me up, slide into my DMs. If you know any single guys like that, you guys, please let me know. He doesn't have to be Latino, but c- if he could please speak Spanish, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I digress. So this principle was talking about how things are shifting. And this was before. This was like maybe a year or two ago. So it's just fascinating how post-COVID high school might change. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of things are going to change. Supplantation. <sighs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Those blueberry muffins and pizza wedges and girl, ugh. the chicken noodle soup, their broccoli salad, serve your own frozen yogurt. That's all I ate there for was the froyo. Like, you know, and I used to go to Soup Plantation on a date with my girls in Alhambra. It was like our thing. And we'd shut the place down mm-hmm. like we'd we'd get there at six o'clock and they'd kick us out. And it's crazy. There's some people that would go to Soup Plantation just shamelessly with like four or five plates 
mm-hmm. you know, like I would eat a plate of the savory food just to get to the dessert. But, um, you know, buffets, what's going to happen in Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. Buffet, I mean, have you ever been to the Wicked Spoon at the Cosmo in Vegas? No. God damn, you eat for eight hours there. Like they had like a caviar bar, like a macaroni and cheese bar, a sushi bar. I'm I not think a big... those days are gone. Someone was telling me that when they were shutting in Vegas, a lot of the hotels didn't have locks on their front doors because they never lock their front door when it's Vegas ever closed. Yeah. So they had installed locks in their front door or like just chain it all up. Yeah. So yeah, life's going to change. And right now we are at a point where we're we're not we have another green light to open. L.A. County is still trying to figure out what they're going to do. But um, we're making plans on what we're going to do to change in the future mm-hmm. because when you own a business you can't just sit here until the last minute it's like oh we're gonna open okay let's go there's so many things that we have kind of put into place and been planning for when we do reopen Mm -hmm. um so i think the first thing is just limiting contact as much as possible so in our business we have a medical side of things where we do injectables but we also have our esthetician side who does chemical peels facials microdermabrasion um those people have direct contact with patients for a very long time and those are going to be one of the last people to come back so i think our business is definitely going to come back in stages where the medical side comes first. The esthetician side comes last. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel really bad for these services, the esthetician mm-hmm. services, hair salons, mm-hmm. nail shops. I mean, it just it, it just really sucks kind of everything that they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I we have a, our good friend who has a nail shop in L.A. They just received a five thousand dollar grant. Um, to which, you know, we were voting for them to, to win because like that can totally help them pay rent. I mean, they've been they've been great at pivoting their business, like creating like at home nail kits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, people are really being forced to get creative and think, how can they pull some money uh, when their main bag was touching people? You know, like mm-hmm. it's just yeah, it's things are definitely changing. So, yeah, I heard I was listening to a podcast this morning and um, the founder of Milk Bar was talking about how their uh, their business has pivoted and changed. And she's like, you should never waste adversity because that's when change comes. That's when the best ideas come. That's mm-hmm. when grit really comes through and you figure out what the next thing is to do. And so we've been doing that. But, you know, our our injectables and our esthetician services are our bread and butter. So, you know, we still have to plan for that reopening when that time comes. Well, yeah, I was at Milk. So Milk Bar is a famous bakery in New York City. Whenever I go to New York... I go and like I eat their soft serve, then I get three cookies to go, then I get a slice of crack pie. Like my trip to New York, I always go to Milk Bar, and they actually opened up an LA location. So I picked up actually a strawberry shortcake a few days ago, and I was like, fuck it, I'll get some soft serve too. And their birthday cake truffles are actually like when you're talking about adversity. Mm-hmm were the leftovers of their cakes that they crumbled up together and rolled into balls and truffles. And so they're popular on their own. So, yeah, I mean, I think her name's Tosi, something Tosi, Marie Mm -hmm. Tosi, Melanie Tosi, whatever. She's crushing it. I Mm -hmm. mean, her cookbooks and her bakeries and stuff. um, Absolutely amazing. I think crack pie, they call it the milk bar pie now, I think, for political correctness. But I think she created it from just shit she had in her cabinet, Mm -hmm. like condensed milk and brown sugar and like wheat flour, something weird. But it is delectable. So Milk Bar, you're more than welcome to send us some birthday cake truffles since we dropped your name. (laughs) But yeah, as you were saying, so bread and butter, you know, being injectables and stuff like that, you know. Um, 
we're looking to a lot of others in our industry, kind of seeing what their plans are for when they reopen. Now, in California, our restrictions are greater than other states. So in states like Arizona and Texas, they are already doing injectables. And so we're kind of looking to them on what are their protocols? How are they doing things? Um, you know, are they having any issues that we can learn from? So we're very fortunate to be in this circle of other businesses that are sharing that information with us. Mm -hmm. So number one, when we do open up, our plans are to do the least invasive, least risky procedures to start, to try to ease into things. And for us, uh, injectables like Botox are the safest and quickest thing. Uh, one, with Botox in general, in general, we use it in the upper part of the face, frown line, crow's feet, forehead, all places that a mask does not cover. So it's something where a provider and a patient could still wear a mask, both wear a mask during the procedure. Mm -hmm. The provider could wear an eye shield, a face cover, and... And you could also throw the syringe like a dart. <laughs> you could be like, all right, stay put. I've been practicing my dart skills. And then you're just like, all right, so now that the syringe has hit your forehead, push just, it pu just push it in about like half a millimeter... And then boom, you're done. And then take it back out and throw it at me. And I'm going to throw it back at your forehead from six feet apart. You know, the like world is coming to an end when I start shipping you Botox to do at home. And I zoom you through the call. Oh, my God. But gosh. don't worry. That won't happen. That you guys. will never, never, ever, ever. Oh, God, please. No. Um, but no. In <laughs> it, though, so the, the Botox is a very quick procedure. I mean, I do a Botox treatment in like 92 seconds. It's mm -hmm. like a very, very quick total interact, uh, fast interaction. So it's something it's quickly in and out. Um, but before that, we plan on doing some high levels of screenings with patients to make sure we are weeding out anyone who's potentially sick or carrying the virus. And that's the frustrating part about, you know, illnesses and viruses in general is that you can be carrying something and be asymptomatic and be spreading it to other people before you're sick. Yeah. Like your child, my godson. Let's take people on I a little know, memory lane. I don't know lane. what you're talking about. So we, a few winters ago, let's see, it was winter whoa, whoa, whoa. 2018. Yes, it was one week before we we're going to open the treatment. Oh, it was Christmas so 2017. 2017. Good God. Of course, Aaron burning the candle at both ends. Like, sure, let's take like a, a week-long vacation when I'm opening my business like a week later. Okay. And it's also my birthday. Let me tell my side. So wake up on Christmas morning 2017 like a nice Christmas morning. We have three little kids and they all get Christmas, believe in Santa. Like it's so magical and so nice. And then at 2 p.m., one of my kids is like, I don't feel good, mom. And then the next one, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. The fucking stomach flu infects the whole household on Christmas Day when we were supposed to be leaving for Montana for a winter vacation the next day. Just like, crap, what are we going to do? So we, I call, well, who do I call? My sister. The, Me. The, and the I travel like, extraordinaire. What do I do? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. So I am in the, you know, thinking, oh, my gosh, this is like we're opening a business and I'm not going to be able to take a vacation ever again. That's what I'm thinking. So I want to like have one last vacation with my family, with my kids. My kids were so excited to go to the snow. So we obviously don't we were supposed to leave the next day. We didn't leave the next day. And so we waited out and we left three days after Christmas. So we gave like time for 24 hour bug, everyone to heal, everyone to feel better. Megan helped us split up the flights and get on different flights during the week of Christmas and get us to Montana. Well, Megan goes a day, you go a day before us, right? Or you left the day after Christmas. Right? No, you guys were already there. So I was kind of like the au pair to uh, Heather. 
So I was so I was kind of like helping our other family members with their kids, with their three kids. But you kids. got to Montana before we did. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm, you did. Oh, I don't Okay. Because you got sick before we got there. You spent Christmas Day with us. Oh. Yes. And then you got to Montana and was feeling sick. So I okay. get off the it, it was like a, such a quick turn of events. So I like have a great time. We land in Montana. The air's crisp and clean. I got my boots with the fur on. I'm so ready to be a Montana snow bunny. And we get up there and I we're staying at this beautiful cabin and I'm in uh, in one of the bedrooms and in the middle of the night at like 1 a.m. Like I like like bolt out of like I bolt upward in bed and I'm like, <gasps> I'm going to throw up. And like, I don't throw up sober. Like, it's very, very (laughs) rare that I throw up sober. When I do, it's like complete loss of control. Like, it's the worst. And I just throw up and I'm like, what the fuck was that? I was like, what just happened? Like, I was completely fine. And that next day, I was like out for the count or whatever they say. Like, I didn't even, I texted my cousin downstairs and I said, I'm sick. I'm quarantining myself in the room. Thank God this room has a TV and TLC on it. Or no, what was I watching? Uh, intervention. <laughs> I watched eight hours of intervention. Uh, and my, my cousin had a, a, a scarf covering her mouth, brought me soup crackers. She brought me a pair of slippers. I spent my four days in winter wonderland in a fucking room quarantined. And then I was like, oh, well, it's time to go home and catch my flight. I didn't touch the snow once. No. And then... I stayed and minded my business in the room and every single family member except for I think one or two out of like the 20 in the house got sick. Like people were like flying home sick because I got home before everybody. So I picked up my family members. One of my cousins was like green. She was barfing on the plane on the ride home and Aaron was just shoulder shrugging like I don't know. And I was like no it's because your son Dane was the fucking carrier. He was patient zero. <laughs> My family was patient zero. But it was awful. There were, I felt so terrible. There was probably 15 people in the house. Ruins. You know, everyone got sick except the four-month-old baby, Presley, who mm-hmm. was there. Because I remember I got better first because we had it first. And so when her parents were sick and throwing up, I was helping take care of her. But people were like sharing the same toilet to barf. Like the oh whole my gosh. People were like banging on the affected. door like, get out. I have to throw up. It was awful. So, um, I understand how it's not so black and white of when you're infectious, when you're not infectious. Like we thought we were better and I should have known better as a medical professional. Like don't fly somewhere three days after you have the stomach flu. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think the society in general has learned a lot from that. I think people are going to be a lot more respectful of their body and their illnesses. And if they're feeling sick, they're not going to go to work. So I think that's a good thing. Um, uh, so because of that, we are going to be much more cautious of who we are letting into the office. So there are some screening questions that everyone gets asked if they have had contact with someone who p- could have potentially had COVID, if they have a known contact in a, a certain amount of time, if they have any symptoms uh, of being ill, we're going to take everyone's temperature before they're treated. So we're hopefully going to weed a lot of people out before they come in. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's 100% accurate. I mean, people could still come through that are carriers. So that's when our... Um, uh, personal protective equipment is going to come in, the masks, the eye shields, us highly sanitizing the office with, you know, bleach and alcohol and antibacterial sprays. I mean, that's going to happen. It, the tough thing for me is that it already occurred on such a regular basis at my office that I feel very comfortable with all these protocols because we were already doing that beforehand. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to take it up a notch. Absolutely. But I mean, that's what you do in medicine. If you practice medicine correctly in the right manner you're already 
preparing as if someone is sick. I mean, in medicine, you were taught that everyone is infected. They are carrying a communicable disease. You know, you plan, okay, you, this person could have tuberculosis or HIV or hepatitis. So you're protecting yourself from everyone already. But this way, we're just kind of taking up a notch, protecting us from um, that, you know, that respiratory transportation with the masks and, and things like that. Um, I mean, it's so funny because I feel like everyone's a little bit more on edge these days. You know, we get phone calls every day. We're still answering our phones uh, remotely offsite. People are upset. Why aren't you open? And we're like, well, you know, legally, um, we can't be open. Well, that's so stupid. Why are you? Why aren't you open? It's like I can't do your lips, girl. Okay. I know. Back Girls are calm down. so so eager. <laughs> they are. They're so eager. Well, I'm like, that's why you're honest with your man from the jump. You know, these girls who don't who lie about their weaves, who lie about their fake lips, and they're deflating, and their hair is falling out, and their lashes are falling out. They're like, I need to get in, like James Chappelle, the crackhead on his show. It's like, I need to get my lips done. It's like, well, be honest with your man and let him know that you get enhancements so he's not surprised when you're bald on your lashes, like your head, and your lips. Your are chicken cutlet fell out of your bra. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We have, who do you know? We have a friend who their husband did not even know she had a fake hair. Veronica. Had a weave in. Veronica. I know. Her husband. She said she didn't let her husband touch her head for like a year. <laughs> And he's a doctor, too. Date, he's a smart doctor. When that 6'2 <laughs> Mexican plumber comes and takes me out, I'm like, this is, this is the down low. Because once we get out of COVID, I'm not wasting any time. I'm either single or fucking engaged. <laughs> Do not waste my time. So when that 6'2 Mexican dude comes and takes me out, after, you know, looking all good and his his pressed Levi's and his red wings and a Pendleton, ooh, and he takes me out, I'm going to be like, listen, this is a skinny. I get filler. I get Botox. I sometimes have a fake weave in. My hair is bleach blonde. If you have any problems with that, let's get out of the way now. And then he's going to say, nope, I'm good with it, and I'll even pay for it. And I'm like, well, don't worry about that, boo, because I got that taken care of. But you can pay for my fake tans. Because let's just put it all out there in the open. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Any guy who thinks your eyelashes to your eyebrows and your hair down to your butt is natural, like, that's on them. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. Well, you know, certain Amish girls have hair down to their butts and Mormon girls, too. So that could be real. And they could also use Latisse. So that's how they can have long lashes. But, yeah, bottom line, that was just a little tangent. Like, if a guy, you know, judges you for doing what makes you feel beautiful and sexy, mm -hmm. reconsider that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're hiding your weave from him, why? Because how much it costs? Now, that's a whole other story. Yes, totally. If your weave costs 900 bucks and that's why you're not telling him, respect. That's the other thing, though. You know, my guy's going to know how much I cost. So I don't dupe him like Ed from 90 Day Fiance <laughs> duped Rose. And, you know, we could talk about 90 Day Fiance and how Ed is, you know. You might have a spinoff. Are there any 90 Day Fiance podcasts? Oh, yeah. 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 There are people who, like, talk about, like, I think specifically 90 Day Fiance, but, like, girls who are like us who have other topics, but then they interject 90 Day. So, so yeah, just being up front. I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, about falling apart in COVID. Falling apart. Yeah, in COVID, how yes. how people how people are very okay. demanding. But here, yes, uh, your injectables though. That's the nice thing about them. They slowly fade away. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not like you got your lips done in January and they're all deflated. Your Botox could be at this point, but mm -hmm. it's okay, guys. You're all gonna be okay. Like, yeah. don't worry. But yes, people are. Uh, I think people are just like on edge right now. You know, yeah. I, I think. Things have turned a little political and whatever end of the spectrum you lie on, everyone's just, a lot of people are just cranky. Well, this is the thing. I think for the first time in many people's lives, they have complete lack of control. Uh, yes. For control freaks like you, I'm yes. a control freak as well, but I also practice very hard the idea of surrendering to shit that is out of my control. Mm -hmm. I do not spend time 
waste losing sleep over trying to figure out or carry the weight of the world on my shoulders when really I'm taking care of like my immediate life right now. Like my, you know, I look at like my feet, my hands, I'm like, what needs to be done today? What can I do today? And then I let go of the rest. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people, control freaks who are used to type A's who are used to having it the way they have it. Yes. And this is the first time perhaps in their life where shit's flipped upside down and they just don't know how to act. Yeah. So they might be cranky. They might be lashing out at poor people, at poor service industry people, mm -hmm. you know, being nasty to food workers, being nasty to those in Target. You know, like I was at Sprouts the other right when this was going down and it was like apocalyptic and fucking scary. Um, I went in and I bought like a single roll of toilet paper and just some other groceries. And I was talking to the checkout girl and I was like, how are you doing? And she was like, I'm okay. Like she was about to cry. And I was like, are people being mean to you? She's like, people think it's my fault that we're out of cleanser. People think it's my fault that we're out of toilet paper. And I was like, listen, girl, I was like, I got your back. I was like, I'll fucking cut them, you know? Cause it's just like, if you haven't, ha if you haven't been a waitress or been a grocery store clerk or had one of those jobs, you don't know what it's like. Mm -hmm. And people can come off and be so rude to those who are just trying, you know, th that have become essential workers. Yeah. absolutely. And they didn't sign up for it. So, like, check yourself when you're being rude. Like, how about you tip a little fatter? Mm -hmm. You know I've what I been, mean? I have tipped my Instacart people so fat, and I love it. Like, they yeah. deserve it. Yeah, like, they they're do. going to Costco and getting my, like, $300 God, of the groceries. I would go to Costco even if there wasn't a pandemic. You could not pay me to go into Costco. No, I know. That's why I'm tipping them really good, because yeah. I appreciate them. And just be nice. Yeah, you know, just be a little extra kind. I think I've... Yeah, I've been, you know, more kinder on the roads, you know, like not because I'm not in a rush to yes. go anywhere. So yes. I've just been a little more like nice letting people in. I'm kind of road ragey. Um, but, you know, I just think that when we're doing I think we are doing a great job at informing the public what our plans are. You know what I mean? And like what we what mm -hmm. we want to do and the people who are angry that they can't get their lips done right now should maybe check themselves yes. before they. Well, themselves. and they have to understand, like, we don't have all the answers. Like if I'm not open doing filler. That's not on me. It's not my choice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 what the laws are. It's what the this the county mandates. So maybe you should explain why you do Botox. It. I know you mentioned like the upper part of the yes. face. So why our our plans when we open um, are is to do Botox first because we can do a patient can wear a mask while we do Botox on their upper face, and then we would progress down to filler. So typically, flip filler is going to go in the lower part of the face, cheeks down. You can do upper part of the face sometimes. Uh, but when that happens, the mask has to be off the face. If we're working in the lips or around the nose, we're touching saliva and, and being really in someone's face and being more uh, um, introduced to them, their breathing and things like that. So just putting us more at risk. Mm -hmm. And so especially with my injectors, there isn't, I think when everything opens back up, there isn't this hard steadfast rules that you can do Botox first and then filler next. But I think that's just what we are more comfortable with. And again, this is, unprecedented times yeah, and there's novel no territory rule. no there's no there's no rule book there's no guidebook like you know even you know like state official state officials versus county officials versus government officials like everyone has different stances and from one county to the next oh yeah absolutely we have one county one office in la county and one office in uh orange county and the rules are completely different right now mm -hmm. so you know, it's hard to keep up with everything. And I can only imagine if you had a multi-office corporation that you're trying to keep track of. But, you know, we're doing the best we can. We're human. You know, if we don't pick up the phone because I have one girl answering the phone from her house, like, don't get mad. You know, mm -hmm. like if your your package wasn't shipped at 5 p.m. when you ordered at 4 p.m. that same day, 
Like just lay there off. are very rarely clients that act like that. that act no, there are rarely, but there's some. Yeah, there's some. Or it, it, but you, I tell them that too. They're like, um, hello, and I'm like, listen, girl. I'm like, we got one girl working from home. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I mean? I think if you're straight up with people, I hate when people avoid it. Like, oh, it's in the queue. Oh, I see it. It was processed. I'm like, process don't mean shit. Okay. Yeah. Where is it? Like, and that's why I keep it. I, I think that's why people appreciate our our realness because. Uh, like when I do, when we have to answer DMs, we have a lot of people that answer the DMs, but when we do and they're like, what's up? Like this package is missing. And then I'll be like, oh shit, girl, that's in my trunk. Actually, I was supposed to drop it off at the post office. My bad. I'm like, but I'll send it out to you right now and I'll give you a tracking. It's the real, like, have you ever been on the phone with any major company and you start to go off and they're like, I'm so sorry you're experiencing this. I can only imagine the feeling that you're experiencing when you're experiencing this. And I'm like, are you reading a fucking script? Like, yes. just be real with me. Like, let me know what's good. Be like, we're actually out of that. <clears throat> and that's why it's not, you know, been sent to you. So, you know, there is a real factor because we 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 would like that. So we give that, mm -hmm. you know, we, we would like that from major corporations that we work from work with and that we have to be on customer service holds with um so yeah i think for the most part people are pretty chill and pretty pretty mellow and pretty understanding mm -hmm. and and uh and what's nice is that our existing clientele has really turned their support to our e-commerce and our virtual consultations mm -hmm. and we just have a lot of ride or die clients and patients which yeah. is awesome yeah we have we a community ha it's a really good community yeah yeah so you know yeah, people ask for firm dates, and it's just like we don't, you know, it's all up in the air. There's so much unknown. It's like day by day. Yeah, I mean, I have the, like, L.A. County website on refresh all day long, just yeah. waiting for announcements from Mayor Garcetti. And we just we just have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. And I think just when people know, just to try to be fluid, and it's understand it's understandable if you're frustrated. It's one thing, like, if I'm talking to someone, maybe a company I'm frustrated with, like, yeah, like, this is really frustrating. You can say that, but just don't be nasty to someone. Don't be mm -hmm. mean about it. Yeah, write about it in your journal. <laughs> or, like, punch your pillow. Or go <laughs> scream in the forest. Be like, fuck you, Megan! I want my lips done! Fuck you! And then come back down to earth. And be like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that next yeah. time. Uh, Please, I don't want everybody yelling, fuck you, <laughs> Megan, into the universe. I'll get a tick or something. I'll no. get like a weird eye twitch because everyone's no, saying. They'll say COVID. Fuck yeah. you, COVID. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> so, okay. So that our plan when we do reopen would be right now, you know, again, this could change. If you hear this podcast in three months, don't come at me if our plans were totally different. But mm -hmm. um, Botox first, then filler, and then esthetician services when that sector reopens and i think that's going to be like another month away and people yeah and people you know if they don't understand like why filler and not an esthetician because filler takes minutes to do and, and an esthetician you got to be up in their face for like 30 minutes or more yes yes and the medical environment is a little bit more controlled i mean there's just we're in a medical a medical setting and we'd have more uh, protective equipment on it, it, and yeah th I think the estheticians are just closer for a longer amount of time mm -hmm. and there's more restrictions on that industry than there is on the medical industry right yeah. now so if you miss our estheticians you can book virtually with them for the time being mm -hmm. and you know yes get so some product recommendations we are working on building our virtual shop essentially where we're going to continue virtual consultations after the world fully opens up. And there's a lot more logistics on the back end than you might think. So we're currently working on that. 
um, but our esthetician services will be open. They're still open to book online, but our PA consults are a little um, restricted right now. But you can still book a consult with an esthetician. But they can go through whatever your concerns are. Like, say you get chemical peels for brown spots and wrinkles. They can talk to you and recommend products that can help those same concerns. Mm -hmm. It might not give you chemical peel results, but it's still going to help improve some of the concerns you have. And there's actually some things you can do to your skin to help prep it before we reopen. So then your peel is even better when you have it done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my routine recent currently, like I'm doing all eight things. Yeah. I'm using so I'm cleansing so once or twice a week so twice a week I do the phyto pumpkin mask uh, which is yummy that's still available right now then three times a week I use the buff it up scrub which is exfoliating um, every day I use a simply clean glycolic cleanser from SkinCeuticals then I use uh, I do my custom dose at night which is a serum made just for me that has all the goodies in it that I need for my brown spots and stuff. Then I use eye cream. I've never used eye cream before. Fuck that. That's for like <laughs> old ladies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> year old I am like an old you. lady. I was thinking about it. I was like, damn. By the time mom was my age, she already had like kids, at, like three kids in elementary school. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So I've been using eye cream. I've been using Latisse on my lashes and my brows. Um, I'm also using a lip conditioning treatment. And then I'm putting on self-tanner. You know, you can get even more steps with it. How? Um, I have the SkinCeuticals makes a body firming and a body retexturizer. So I'm crazy with my routine now. I have a similar routine, but I put the body retexturizer on my butt and my arms, like where you get KP, like the little chicken skin Oh, yeah, yeah. I get little bumps in my arm, too. You can add that into, and then you put the firming on everywhere else, you know. Okay, and then you wrap yourself up in saran wrap. Yep, and I sleep on my back. And you sleep in a corpse. And then you zip yourself up in a sleeping bag, and you turn the heat on, and you melt away. Yeah. That's why you look so skinny. Oh, but yeah, I wonder if we'll, I think a lot of people will keep these routines up. I hopefully so. Well, because look at people have been forced to slow down thinking they're too busy to wash their face and shit. And now that they're seeing results after nine weeks, they're like, this is totally worth the five extra minutes. Oh yeah. It looks so good. Yeah. I don't know who knows what's going to happen, but I think, you know, I think just this having a plan in action is good and we're just going to roll with the punches. We have a plan, but also like. It's not, you know, set in stone. No. Like, it's really fluid and no. wavy. And you know what's a pain in the butt is getting all this stuff to prep for it. You know, like, the little radar thermometers and extra table paper and, you know, cleaner to clean the office. Like, it's a pain in the butt to source. And mm-hmm. it's expensive. Like, the price on disposable masks has gone up insanely. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing that's really important to me is... You know, a lot of people in the hospitals when this was first coming out was awful. Like reusing the same mask, that is so wrong. Yeah. And then people were made to do that. Like a mask is made to be disposable. Yeah. So we have stocked up on enough masks that our medical providers will dispose of them after every patient. And that's the way it should be. So, you know, because we are fortunate to be in that position, we can plan to give the best quality of protection to our patients and our inject- injectors too. Yeah. Well, cool. I guess, guys, just stand by. Stay posted. Stay tuned. Keep following us. Follow our Instagram and, uh, you know, stay tuned on what's to come, what's to be developed. And also sign up for uh, the treatments mailing list. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Chat later. Bye.